Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hey guys, and welcome to another Ask Zach. Today we're going to talk about the Mostortion, but first we have uh, something that we need to address. So in a past episode, talking about the Nobles, I uh, you know, spoke for a bit about Tom Bukovac and kind of his influence on the Nobles and its popularity. Uh, Tom actually made a response video, and it turned out that one of my sources was, uh, was, was wrong or had seen things incorrectly. So... Uh, I had said that uh, Tom, well, what I had heard was that Tom was selling pedals uh, while on tour. And he corrected me in that he was getting boxes of pedals from the U.S. distributor of Nobles pedals, and he was giving them away. So, there you have it, a correction. Also, uh, Tom mentioned Mike E's music, where he found out about the, uh, the Nobles, which of course that was a very interesting piece of info. Um, Mikey's is a great store that was full of crazy kind of junky stuff and also, you know, kind of weird 60s off-brand British amps and parts. And you could find like Vox, Celestian, you know, silver speakers and all sorts of crazy things. So it was a great shop. And uh, that's also where Brad Paisley first played through a Dr. Z amp. And uh, so Mikey's, pretty important shop. I also want to give... Bukovac further props in that um, I don't think maybe some people understand just how influential you know he is a lot of other people use the nobles pedal because of him like Tim Pierce found out about the pedal because of that and then it's like you see Dean Parks and all these other LA guys now using the nobles pedal because Book clued in like Tim Pierce on it uh, another thing about Tom is that when he hit the scene um, uh, man, guys started getting the same gear that he was using and trying to sound like him. And some of the guys even started, you know, kind of mimicking his stage presence and his stage moves and trying to move like Tom. So, and that's, that's just to show you how influential, you know, Tom has been. So Tom, thank you for the, uh, reply video and uh and thanks for the great music so now on to the mostortion so the mostortion was part of the 10 series 
So they went from, of course, the, the 9 series to the 10 series. And, well, actually there was the Master Series kind of in between there. But this line was, uh, the 10 series was all about making a good sounding pedal, but at a cheaper price. So they could be more competitive in the market. And unfortunately, they started using a not as good switch and they switched to plastic shafted pots and they stopped having the jacks uh, mounted on the housing instead they're mounted to the circuit board and then are just sticking out through holes so these pedals are not to the same construction standards that the 9 series was and that's just kind of the way it is uh, what I was told was that the uh, the yen was really strong against the dollar and they needed to make a less expensive product so they could they could be competitive so anywho so as far as the Mostortion, I had never you know heard of uh, of it until there was a, a magazine called guitar shop in the 1990s and you know pre-internet pre-youtube they had a uh, uh, kind of revolutionary thing called uh, electric blueprint. So pre-rig uh, rundown or anything else like that, they were putting guitar players' rigs in print where you could see what they were actually using, their guitars, amps, pedals, everything. So they had one on Leroy Parnell. Now, if you're not familiar with Leroy, he's a great artist who kind of, uh, you know, Texas guy, got his... Uh, you know, he had a, a big kind of country mainstream, you know, career in the 90s, but yet he was still able to, you know, be kind of himself to a degree. And uh, then, of course, he's done more, you know, kind of soul Texas Roadhouse kind of music, uh, in, you know, since the early 2000s. Great artist, great slide player, always stellar tones. So... The electric blueprint indicated that he was using a distortion, so I was curious, but I couldn't find one anywhere. It—I uh, don't know if it was just the music stores that I frequented at, but uh, down in Texas, but uh, I couldn't find a distortion. So, fast forward to 2003, I'm working with Brad Paisley. We're opening a show for Vince Gill at the New York State Fair, and uh, I'm looking, of course. I'm looking around at all the gear, you know, I'm looking at Vince's stuff, and and uh, and then I noticed his guitar player, who at the time, his name was Tom, uh, Tom Britt, and this is the brother of Bob Britt, and uh, Tom's an amazing player, amazing straight-ahead guitar player, amazing slide player, and he had two Vox amps, he had an original AC30 and he had a reissue AC15 it was running like on a Variac and he had a pedal board that had a distortion on it so that was the first time I saw one in person and I was wishing that I could you know play through it so fast forward a couple more years I've uh, gotten off the road I'm working for Bob at True Tone I've gotten to know Jeff Sin and Jeff Sin contacts me and he says hey I've got this pedal that I need y'all to make a copy of. Y'all need to make a copy of this pedal. And I said, well, we're not really in the copy business, but uh, I mean, if you're really excited about a circuit, I'd like to at least hear it. So he said, uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll send it to you. So probably should have just stopped by his house. I mean, in, he's in Nashville. So, but anyway, he dropped it in the mail. 
So one of these shows up. And I was like, yay, I finally get to play through one of these things. So I played through it, and uh, I liked it. I, you know, it had a great drive sound, and then also the uh, three-band EQ is quite, uh, quite useful. So then I showed it to Bob, and Bob, you know, we played through it, and, you know, there were some artifacts that, you know, that Bob didn't really like, um, but what really was the kicker uh, was Bob, you know, looked under the hood, and the MOSFET chip, which again, this is where it gets its name, MOSTORTION, MOSFET DISTORTION. And just to give a little backstory, MOSFETs in the 80s and 90s became very popular as kind of a transistor that would sound closer to a tube. So the MOSFET chip uh, was no longer made that was used in this pedal. And so it was impossible if, you know, again, if we even wanted to make a copy of it, it was impossible to do it to make real production runs of it. You could make like a limited run of them, you know, maybe a hundred or so, but uh, wasn't, wasn't really interested. So I kind of put the pedal away for a little bit, then I played through it some more, then I said, you know, I kind of like it. So again, this was like eight to ten years ago, so I got on eBay and, and I got one for a hundred, I, mean, I think it was actually eighty bucks, I got it for eighty bucks. Liked it, started using it some. Um, then, of course, as it goes, you know, you, you know, because of how not well made it was, I uh, bought another one. And this one, the uh, foot switch went bad in it, so I had XTS rehouse it. So they uh, did the the wonderful kindness of uh, an improvement of having the jacks mounted to the housing. Also, it has a nicer foot switch there. Uh, Barry and, uh, and Greg, those are, those are great guys. So anyway, they did a great job. So, uh, yeah, so I, uh, you know, kind of started, uh, getting into the, into the pedal. And, uh, more recently I, uh, I found, found this, this is a Karma MTN 10, and this is a, a Mostortion copy. So, you know, because since I bought those uh, eight to ten years ago, the pedal has become a lot more popular and become, uh, you know, kind of people are asking like 300 and up for them. So this is a copy that's around $200. It's a small footprint. It has, you know, higher quality pots. It has its true bypass. You know, the, the jacks, you know, are mounted to the, you know, to the housing like they should be. And... I mean, it sounds like a Mostortion. I mean, so if anyone's out there wanting a Mostortion, I highly recommend one of these instead of going after an old one. I, I have some old ones because I paid, you know, a hundred bucks for them. Uh, but if you're, you know, wanting a new one, uh, get one of these. So, um, so what does it sound like? Well, to me, it, it kind of is in the Tube Screamer family, but the the MOSFET chip, I guess, and, and the three-band EQ just kind of give it a different flavor. So today I've got my uh, handy-dandy uh, Danocaster Blackguard with the uh, Julian Lodge neck pickup and the 52T bridge pickup. And I've been using uh, Diodario 9.5 through 44 strings um, on all my demos so far. Uh, but I've actually been able to uh, step up to uh, to 10. So these are Ernie Ball 10 through 46 are on it right now. I've been having 
hand pain issues since about the uh, March of last year. And so it's been getting better. And uh, so I've been able to, to do that. And I like tins better uh, because of the, uh, the feel of them and the tone. I mean, they hit, you know, they hit your pedals with more signal. Uh, they, they, they sound bigger um, and they just have a good feel to them. And uh, sometimes, you know, lighter gauge strings uh, can just at times be almost harder to play because you feel like you're overplaying them. So I'm glad to be able to do this and I'm getting my hand strength bank back up. So a quick aside, hand strength is very important to guitar tone. So that's how you ring tone out of the instrument is by having good hand strength. So sometimes you need to use lighter gauge strings and that's what I did you know, when you don't have as much hand strength so that you can still get a good tone out of it because you have to be able to command the string. Okay, that's enough yammering. So here is the dry signal. And, uh, and here's the uh, Mostortion. kind of a sizzle to the top end and uh, you know it has a nice you know feel to it now I want to show you uh, some of the EQ on here um, so it's, it's neat to kind of take the the bass and dump it so right now all the tone controls are at noon but I'm gonna dump dump the bass so actually I'm gonna put it back so you can hear it first Okay, so here I'm going to play something. Now I'm going to dump the bass. Okay, now I've put the bass back to, to noon, and I'm going to dump all the mid so you can hear what that sounds like. pretty useful uh, so I'm gonna put that back to uh, to noon now you can dump or boost the treble but here here's to me the one of the great tricks with the with the treble and, and you can do this with any overdrive pedal that will kind of clean up as you back it off is you go to the neck position and uh, you kind of boost the treble and the, and the level a little bit and then you back off the volume here and get a, a really great neck pickup sound. I learned this from Brad Paisley. So he would use a tube screamer and any kind of neck pickup, whether it was a humbucker or single coil, whatever it was, you know, he would use, uh, you know, he would use an overdrive unit 
and then he would turn down the volume on the instrument enough where it would you know clean up some and you end up getting a really nice neck pickup tone so Nice little trick there to put in your bag if you're trying to kind of get a uh, an even nicer uh, neck pickup sound. So as far as uh, kind of who made the Mostortion popular, uh, as far as Nashville players, I'd have to give Leroy Parnell credit uh, because from him, you know, of course Leroy toured with Delbert McClinton, and all of the uh, Delbert McClinton guys, you know. Uh, you know, like Rob McNelly and, uh, you know, of course, uh, other guys that were kind of associated with them, Bob and Tom Britt and on, you know, they started using it. Uh, Jeff Sin said that uh, he learned about it from Rob McNelly. And then uh, I think Derek Wells learned it from, from Jeff Sin or maybe it was Rob McNelly. So uh, also as far as uh, outside of Nashville players, I know John Leventhal was using the uh, Mostortion, you know, in the, in, by the early 90s and was still using it off and on he didn't use it in the true tone lounge episode that i uh you know where i interviewed him but he was using it uh when i saw him last year in 2019 in fact he had one of these uh he had a rehoused one by xts so when i saw him play with uh, roseanne cash his wife last year so there you have it the mostortion uh great great overdrive you know unit uh Again, you, you don't have to get an old one. Uh, you can get one of these. Of course, if you can get an original one for a hundred bucks, get it. But otherwise, I suggest you know one of these guys. So thank you, and I hope you have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Please subscribe and please share. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.